And Chris, like I've been telling you all night long, Wolverine cannot help. The X-Men are owned by Fox, not Marvel. They don't interact, okay? okay. They cannot it, be in the same yeah, movie. Fine, it makes sense. But what about Jubilee? Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we just watched the Justice League. Justice League is about a number of super friends coming together to stop some big... Chris. Yeah. No, this is the other superhero movie for babies that I made you watch. Oh, I, uh, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, there weren't uh, boom tubes in this movie. Oh, see, I was confused. Nary a mother box to be found. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was going to say confused, but a compliment towards Avengers Infinity War, which I'm probably going to call Avengers 3, because whatever. I was never confused during this movie. Um... Anyway, guys, before we go a little bit further, there will be spoilers in this. I don't know that we can talk about this without spoilers. So um, if you don't want to listen to it, I'll give you a summary of the movie right here. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's good times. Thanks for listening, guys. Take your kids. (laughs) Kids will have a great time. Now, instead of doing the news and what we watched recently, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to spin you a little yarn about my experience with Avengers 3. Now, I was supposed to watch it Sunday at 6 p.m., and I overslept because, you know, night shift being what it is. And I was like, uh, you know, damn, I'm out 12 bucks. How should I use this time profitably? Well, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Parker's, you know, recap of the Marvel series, I wasn't really listening. So I'll just go back and rewatch them. Uh, It starts off with Iron Man. That movie sucks. And then it goes on to The Incredible Hulk, which is much better. Uh, (laughs) I will say this. uh, Iron Man 1... I get what people are saying about now with Robert Downey Jr. Because the whole time I thought they were just talking about him and Sherlock Holmes. I was just like, hey, it was all right. But like, <laughs> did you? Yeah. I, did you know? I'm not a very intelligent man. So yeah, him as Tony Stark, I can see why that movie's popular. It's all about the personality. Everything else around it is kind of like, eh, whatever. It's kind of cool to see a robot man fly around. But uh Jeff Bridges in a robot. <laughs> I have to admit, that is ballsy. Saying, yeah, we're going to start a cinematic universe, and the first movie ends with Jeff Bridges in a giant robot suit. <laughs> That's a real uh, going all in. And his assistant's name is Pepper Potts. Look. No excuse. So <laughs> Loved alliteration. Evidently. Peter Parker, Stephen Strange. Oh, there we go. Rex Reed. Uh, so we move on to The Incredible Hulk, not the... Uh, <laughs> Not the Ang Lee version. I almost said M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine, though? Uh, I'd watch it, you know. And we'll be Same. watching it for October. So, anyway, this has Ed Norton. Shout out to, I could really tell, Ed Norton rewrote the script heavily, and it's much better for it. 
because it, you can just tell it's a lot tighter and everything. He is really good as Bruce Banner. I wish they had kept him instead of Mark Ruffalo, 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 um, which I'm going to keep on doing, by the way. Uh, Ed Norton's a really good actor, turns out. You know, uh, he's, he's fun to watch. He's a very, very good uh, Hulk, and the movie's set up really well. So I'm totally in favor of it. I think it's good. It's obviously not great. It's kind of the bastard child of the MCU. But uh, overall, but yeah, I'm into it. You know what is great? What? Him using that police car as boxing gloves. That that's good stuff. That I have. That'll to admit, get you an extra star on that rating. That's right absolutely there. true. If uh, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. I can see why they haven't made more of these because oh god, if they make a Hulk two with Mark Ruffalo, 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 Ruffalo. God damn. No, it. thank you. <laughs> Ed Norton is great, but unfortunately, he can't stop doing Ed Norton things. So he'll never be. Well, like yeah, you know, I I think it's still, uh, I I think it's still good. I think he's still, you know, the better guy here. Um, I'm looking for the. Give me a second. No, 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 no. Just, I have three cats here. <laughs> <laughs> she was messing with the cord. So what you're telling me is that you're sitting alone in your parents' house with a room full of cats after watching a dozen Marvel movies. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> I've done it. The year-long project has been a success. Podcast is over. Yeah, Y'all go not necessarily because I didn't enjoy all these. Because uh, the next movie that I watched was Iron Man I... Two. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a movie, um, all right. Scarlett Johansson's pretty hot in it. Um, Sam Rockwell gets to do Sam Rockwell things. And that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. He was also in it. Um, Don Cheadle's in it, and he's not Terrence Howard. Yeah, he's so a lot good. better than Terrence Howard. That's a big upgrade. Um, Gary Shanley shows up. That's a nice surprise. I forgot about Oh, yeah, there you go. So, Iron Man 2, uh, I guess worth watching because it tells me, I guess, who Black Widow is. She's That's the thing. My biggest question, whenever I see the Avengers poster, I was like, who is Scarlett Johansson's character supposed to be? What's her superpower? And everyone tells me, oh, she doesn't have one. And I'm like, oh, she's like Batman. And then people get mad. So next up, <laughs> yeah. Next up, I watched Thor, uh, directed by the guy Ooh. who did uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and uh, this movie fucking blows. It's well, yeah, that's you know that's mean. It's not a bad movie. It is above average, in fact, as far as like these sorts of movies go. But it's compared to everything else, it's just really uninteresting. Like I do not care about Natalie Portman and her gang of friends. Neither did she. Yeah. It's got some gorgeous shots, though. Yeah, Kat Dennings, I mean, uh, everything. God damn it. Actually, she's, you know she, even she's not That's good-looking in this. You take this really, really good-looking actress, and you just make her whatever she is. I don't even know. Uh, Chris Hemsworth dyed eyebrows. Then Captain America, the first <laughs> Avenger I already saw in theaters. That movie, if I recall correctly, that movie's still good. Like, you talk about, yeah. like... Um, He's he's really true to his convictions. Like he's watching the movies in the, like the nineteen thirties or whatever. It's like that serial about all the boys are doing their most for the war effort, and the guy's like kind of riffing on it. And he's like, "Hey, how about you show some respect?" And it's like that's what I'm talking about with Captain America right there. Or when he dives Captain on the grenade, America those are moments that is, I really like. He's so earnest and he's so fucking great. He's my favorite part of the series, mm-hmm. and all the dedication by Chris Evans to lose all that weight and height for the. You know, <laughs> To turn him to demanlitize himself. Yeah. So. Uh, By the way, you mentioned we're doing spoilers. Yes. Right? So this was the only movie I rewatched. I rewatched it the night before Infinity War because I hadn't seen it since like five years ago. Did not expect to see the Red Skull show up. Did not expect that Infinity War. 
What the? Heck? I should have made you watch the 1990 Captain America. I would have bet anything that they were just never going to mention him ever again. Sucks. Um, well, then we also have the Avengers, uh, which is the next one, and I watched it, and I was like, finally, one of the biggest action movies of all time. Have I not seen this yet? Uh, it's it's okay. Ooh, that first act is rough, huh? Yeah. Well, so is the second, and so is the third. I. Uh, you know. That's hurtful, but that's fine. Yeah, I think it does an alright job, but overall I'm just not convinced that it's really that great of a movie. And I think uh, that's this is where I really started to get into it, and I, I realized something about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is a good director and a bad writer. I think Correct. that's what I'm going to go with here. Because as far as his direct, I think he's a pretty he's done some pretty decent movies as far as a director. But as far as whenever his writing gets into it, I think this is the movie where I started to like kind of be out on the humor. Like... Even the original Thor had a couple moments, like when he throws that uh, that mug on the floor and smashes it. I th- I thought that was pretty good. That was that was kind of funny. That was I was into it. But um, the Avengers, no, there's not a single funny moment in the entire thing. And they try yeah, really right. hard, and it just doesn't work. So many quips. But the one thing that was done well, and I guess this was done in the comic book, is he turns them all against each other. When they were arguing with each other, that was one of the best parts of the movie, you know? Because they, they, they looked like they were actually really mad. And it was a very good strategy, and it shows a lot. It's it's one of the things where, in the Avengers, uh, and this is very, very bizarre for me to say this, the action informs the storyline. There is a point. That a lot of people, they, they want to claim that these Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are all glitz and glamour and stuff like that, but there really is a, a story underneath all this, and there's a reason that... The, 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 uh, Go what, on. What, what what have you done to me? Yes. What have you done? I wasn't like this. Your thought, Three days ago, I, I I wasn't like this. I was thinking about my favorite French movies, and yes. I I yes. So I we move on to Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, you didn't watch Iron Man three or Thor: The Dark World. I can only imagine why I skipped those. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, I will face God and walk backwards into hell before I watch Thor the Dark World. So, because uh, all I've heard oh, is boy. more of the You same better thing. hope the Bruins win the whole fucking thing, oh, man. Cheap. Uh, <laughs> Can't be worse than Mother. So, The Winter Soldier is my oh, second favorite one, and this is a really big thing for me. It takes this established genre that I don't really like, superhero movies, and says, okay, we know we're going to make a, a cool billion off this. What can we do with it? And they decide to make it a political thriller. Hey, that totally works. It's it's That's exactly what I'm looking for. And it works perfectly. I love Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. Stupid name, but I'm, I'm into it. So, uh, yeah. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy. That was okay. And just, I remember seeing Winter Soldier in theaters, and the first time it shows Robert Redford just whispering, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, apparently, it's it's still my favorite Marvel movie, uh, fairly easily right now. Um, guess what? Still holds up. I rewatched that one, too, on the on the sly. I was just like, oh, I'll treat myself here. I've, I fucking love that movie. Um, you deserve it. That's uh, it, it's so funny, and it's so much better than the comic book series it was based on. Or so I hear. Then I watch Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's so fine. I talked about the action informing the storyline. <laughs> yeah, and I did no. not. Here's here's the thing. This is what hurts me so much to say. I did not learn anything. I did not grow in any meaningful capacity. This does not advance film in any way. But it's still an above-average action sci-fi, you know, adventure yeah. movie with superheroes. So, 
when it comes to summer movies, it is absolutely fine. Would you rather watch Age of Ultron or Justice League? Is that even a fucking question? Exactly. How dare you? Age of Ultron. Again, I don't even. It came out the same summer as fucking Jurassic World. I know which one I'm watching first yeah. every time. And then uh, Ant Man, which I've already James seen. Peter's a robot. Ant Man is again. It's an example of taking a genre that I don't really like and just saying, okay, what can we do with this? And they turn it into a heist movie. Brilliant. I I love it. I works very very well. It is a fun movie, and yeah, I didn't learn very much, but I, I like what it does for film. It advances the uh, the genre in some way. So good art. Then I watch. If you don't like the miniature fight on that train set, just yeah. do not at me. Yeah, please. Well, the other thing is, it also looks really good. It's one of the things that Doctor Strange would really get into. It's like. What? How could you have someone who's small and be really kick-ass at fighting? Look at all the different things. Look at how inventive and creative they are. That's what I'm talking about, you know? Uh, so we move on to a Captain America Civil War, which sucks. After that was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. And, you know, Civil... All right, that's cool, whatever. Well, everything was good in Civil War, except for the fight at the airport scene. But anyway. It's fine. <laughs> the opinions are cool. Everyone has them. No, actually, right. I will say everything except for the airport scene was... Uh, Kind of lackluster. Uh, guess what? They're fighting again. But this is one of those movies that kind of realizes that all these superheroes fighting together is often more interesting than them fighting some giant enemy because it's very much like Super Smash Brothers. I like Captain America. I like Iron Man. Well, he'd kick your dad's ass in a fight, you know, sort of thing. And it's really interesting to see. It's like you see all these characters fighting each other, and it is it is interesting to see, oh, I'm going to use my power this way, this way, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know. And I like it. I like it a lot. And it... They do a very good job of it. And again, it is an example of action informing the storyline in some capacity, especially the final fight. I love that fake out in the third act of like, there's five super soldiers here. Oh man, this is. No, nah, just kidding. Yeah. They're dead. That's not what this is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just shot them all in the face while they were asleep. Good time. Next up is Doctor Strange. I did not get a chance to watch it. And I have to admit, I wish I did because the visuals to it look really cool. It is a. Fair, pretty standard plot origin story, mm-hmm. but visually, yeah, it's if you're gonna check it out, yeah. I'd watch just once to see the visuals. Yeah, but then after that, you're good. Mm-hmm. Spoilers: He doesn't do anything he does in Infinity War in this movie because he's still learning. <laughs> All right, there is a drastic leap in his abilities. Next up is Guardians Two, uh, which, by the way, I still like. I still think it's very funny. I'd still probably slot it in. It's my favorite or my number four or five favorite uh, Marvel movie, which is high praise. Then Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm not going to watch that. Thor Ragnarok. I'm, I'm not going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming, fuck you. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, I have to admit. Hurt me. Everyone Hurt told me, me that it was really funny and all this stuff. I was like, you know what? Chris Hemsworth, he was almost funny in the new Ghostbusters. And now I realize, nah. Uh, this movie is, tries way too hard to be funny. And it, most of the jokes do not land. Uh, I, I'm completely serious. I, I, I don't think I left once. Um, I could tell oh, where they were going for jokes and they just didn't work. Uh, there's some timing jokes that are fine, but there's a whole lot of it that's just not good enough. Um, I feel like they drastically changed the Thor character, you know? He used to, the humor used to come from the way that he talked and now he's kind of like a different person. And then I thought more about it. I was like, would I rather see this or the original Thor? So anyway, Thor Ragnarok's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I was saying, like, to be fair, they had four different movies of them in it, and not a single time did they have any idea what the fuck to do with them. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> anyway, next up. <sighs> Maybe seeing it in a crowded theater helped. I don't know. That's one of those I'm nervous to 
always nervous to revisit a comedy at home alone in my house. You never know how that's going to turn out when you know all the jokes. Well, next up, <clears throat> I watched The Black Panther. And uh, I got to tell you, it, uh, it looked uh, pretty good. Uh, we record a podcast <laughs> about it, I think. And uh, that went over all right. So The uh, Black Panther is pretty good. I'm going to keep doing that voice for it because uh, I have no shame. Thank you. It's a, it's a good movie. Uh, but I, I also realized upon watching all of these... And upon getting about midway into Infinity War, these movies are almost all the fucking same. And Correct. it was like three movies into the MCU. I was like, wow, you know, all these movies are at, at worst, okay. And most of them are at worst pretty good, you know? Like, I'm, I'm having like a good time when I watch almost all of these. Iron Man 2, I wouldn't pay attention. I was playing Tony Oxford Scare 3. But everything else, I'm like, this is above average fair at worst. It's They know what they're doing. And you're talking about quality control. And I was like, oh my goodness, you weren't kidding. And I, it really goes to show. But the more I watch this, the more I realize they're very, very samey. And you can tell the beats and the jokes a mile away. And I don't know. It, it, it kind of hurt my enjoyment. So what I'm saying is I'm more of a DC guy now. Hey, you know <clears> what? <throat> That's awesome, man. I'm really happy for you. How's DC looking right now? Uh, <laughs> good question. Uh, so we move on to the, the main feature. Parker, Avengers Infinity War. Starts off uh, nice and bright and happy and sunny. Uh, <laughs> Loki gets killed. <laughs> he dies savagely. Now, I didn't know it was possible to kill a god. Uh, is that is that a thing that we can do now? It's a comic book, so yeah. Sure. Anything can happen in these movies. So Thanos, played by Josh Brolin of Jonah Hex fame and nothing else, Play it's a giant purple man with a uh, weird looking chin, and he wants to get the Infinity Stones, which are um, they're they're, power, they're they're basically like the Dragon Balls in Great Wish, and uh, yeah. he puts them into his glove, and now he can do uh, whatever he wants. He just acquired the Power Stone from the planet Xandar, and his henchmen have any. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, he kills Loki, and uh, so he's so powerful he can beat up the Hulk now, which is like a big deal because the Hulk's really powerful. Um, anyway, he wants to get all these stones because he's kind of had enough of overpopulation, rents too damn high, so he decides he's going to wipe out half the universe, and then there will be enough stuff to go around because that's how it works. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it bad that the entire movie I just kept thinking of the Dwight quote? There's <laughs> too many people. We need another plague. <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> oh, that's good as hell. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, Chris. <laughs> Perfectly balancing the content. Oh, that's you know what? Hey, so that's what they meant by that scene. I was just like, what's that supposed to be? Because I'm not very smart. Uh, anyway, uh, so he's, he has his henchmen, Ebony Maw, Call Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and Xander Corvus Glaive, and they, uh, <laughs> beat up Thor, and Hulk, and Hulk gets sent to Earth, and I don't know what happens to Thor, but apparently everyone's having a pretty rough time. So, they realize that the Avengers, they're kind of stratified right now, because apparently they had a big fight in one of the other movies, I wasn't really paying attention, uh, that this Thanos guy is trying to collect the Infinity Stones, and once he does that, I mean, game over, man, game over. It's like, uh, what are you guys going to fucking do now? So they're all going to be in a pretty, pretty uh, 
bad shape unless they are able to beat up this guy. So first off, uh, the New York City battle with Stephen Strange and Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. First of all, Mark Ruffalo, I'm not going to do the joke anymore. This dude sucks. All right. He, no, you know what? He got nominated for an Oscar that he didn't deserve in. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm completely right. Uh, in the wrestling movie that I like so much. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, Foxcatcher. Oh, I didn't sit through it because it looks like a book. And I didn't it. <laughs> it's really boring. I care about the subject material and I was bored to tears. Uh, Steve Carell actually deserved an Oscar for that, though. But he's bad in almost every single movie I've seen him in. When he's not whispering his way through something, he's just like, yeah, I guess we gotta, like, reprogram his brain. You know, just totally uninterested. I don't know why he's still in these movies. Bring back Ed Norton. Ed Norton's never coming back, because Ed Norton can't stop himself from being an asshole. You know, he's a he's a really good asshole, though. So, anyway, uh, the, psychic, the psychic guy, I don't know which one he is. He seems pretty powerful, right? He's kicking their asses. Wait, which psychic guy? Uh, the psychic guy who can, like, in, in the New York thing. Oh, I thought you said sidekick. No, no, psychic. <laughs> yeah, the weird space monster Jedi thing. I'm pretty into him. I One of the things that the movie does well is it, it does a pretty good job of establishing that the... Well, I'll call them what they are. The psychic guy was a sidekick for Thanos. All of Thanos' sidekicks are very, very powerful. They are formidable enemies for every single person they come across. This is not someone who can be easily dispatched. Um, unless you've seen Aliens. So... <laughs> It, it shows that, yeah, he's not just powerful, but everyone else around him is really powerful, you know? So I remember seeing the trailer, and when all the warriors of Wakanda were fighting against those evil beasts or whatever, it's like, who could stand a chance against these guys? And then when you see the beast in the movie, you're like, oh, this is going to be an actual fight. So I think the movie does a good job of that. And as far as that, the action in this movie, hey, typical Marvel stuff. This is very well above average. Absolutely. Nothing is going to blow your mind. You're not going to experience the Raid 2 like you did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it is perfectly fine. You can keep up with the characters, which is a nice change of pace for most action movies. I can tell who's on screen at all times. Yeah, one of the things about this movie is I was never confused. And that says a lot because this movie, it jumps around from place to place. Okay, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. All this stuff jumping around and the entire time I was just like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm totally with you the entire way. That is a very high compliment coming from someone like me who usually gets very easily confused about this sort of thing. So, uh, good job on the movie for this, for being consistent, and I'll, I'll even say this, by the end of this, I think I'll safely admit, the best of the Avengers movies, very easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's quite close. Like, I'm never watching Age of Unicron again. But, uh... Nor do you need yeah. to, unless you want to revisit Hawkeye's Ranch. Who's Hawk? Oh, yeah. Uh, How dare you. So, Peter Parker, uh, a.k.a. Spider-Man, uh, comes along to help, and he, he gets to meet Doctor Strange. He says, oh, hi, I'm Peter Parker, and Doctor Strange says, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, and Peter Parker says, oh, we're using our made-up names. Well, I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> which apparently got a laugh in the trailer. Um, got a laugh in my theater, buddy. Here's the thing about the laughs. Uh, one of the biggest criticisms I've had with all of Marvel, especially the Avengers movies, is the humor. The humor in these movies completely sucks. It is so woefully inept. And yet, most people seem to laugh at it. And I think what's going on here is maybe I just have different standards 
I think the Guardians movies are legitimately very, very funny. And maybe it's because of the actors, maybe it's the delivery, maybe it's the way they set up and everything. But in this movie, I, I, I just, I'm not entertained by them being awkward, you know, sitcom-esque humor. It's just not funny to me. And they keep trying so hard, but with everyone else laughing at it's like everyone else laughing at fucking Grown Ups 2 or... Or what was that? Uh, what was that cross-dressing movie with Adam Sandler? Oh, Jack and Jill. Yeah, Jack. It's, Stay tuned. I, yeah, exactly. It's it's like people <laughs> laughing at that. Am I supposed to find this funny too? Because I I don't, and I'm not going to fake it. So I had to wait. I had to wait till the Guardians show up. The Guardians still got in a lot of laughs. A lot of their jokes were still ruined by the writing and the direction, but they still got the best joke of the entire uh, movie where fucking Mantis says we kick names and take ass. That is so funny to me. <laughs> what you need to remember is 99% of the audience out there isn't just full of irony poisoning like us for posting for the last 20 years. Okay. It's mostly kids and adults. Like, it's not just people who've been constantly online for a decade. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. No one in that crowd is laughing at a lost comic. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but are they going to laugh at all the dick jokes they made? I was like, come on. They sure did. Uh, yeah, I know. There, there are a lot of jokes that, to me, just didn't fly. There was a couple moments where I'm just looking around like, am I the asshole? Am I the Oh, I, okay, I am the asshole. I was like... <laughs> I came to terms with that. Like, I know you're very new to this, but I came to terms with that like eight movies ago. Like, oh, I'm never going to laugh at these. That's fine. Well, I was laughing every once in a while at, at Tony Stark in Iron Man 1. He is, he is a legitimately funny person. But I think it was around the first Avengers where I was like, oh, wait, no, he sucks. Like, when he makes the joke of the first Avengers where he's like, uh, 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 I have an army. We have a Hulk. And I was like, that's supposed to be a killer line. That's the one everyone quotes. That that line fucking sucks. By Iron Man 3, I was very over Tony Stark as a character. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I liked him in the first one, but then they just sort of ruined him. I like the, the fast dialogue, the, the quippy delivery, and a lot of that was improvised, and he's a really good improviser. Uh, but, you know, I... I, I, I actually know. just this week watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for the first time. He is very, very funny and very good when he's led, you know... Given the reins to do whatever you want. I mean, you watch Back to School, back when he was on, uh, like, a heroic amount of drugs, he was really good in that movie. I mean, apropos of nothing, though, between Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Fat Val Kilmer crushing it and the nice guys with Fat Russell Crowe crushing it, if that becomes Shane Black's new career move, just getting, like, guys from the 90s and giving them good performances... And a whole lot of, like, food to just make them fatter. (laughs) Just soften these doughy boys up... And put him on screen for me. Uh, we are. And then again, we also have fat Bruce Willis now. Yeah, but Bruce Willis doesn't care. <laughs> so, I'm going to make you watch Death Wish. <laughs> I'm going to watch it with my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Against your will. He's going to come downstairs. What was that? <laughs> watch one of your... I got one of those DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> watch your girly movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I don't want to watch Death Wish. I have to watch Iron you Man. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you what? Watching the longest day. <laughs> We're going to watch Bridge Over the River Kwai. No, he actually hates that movie because it's uh, historically inaccurate. <laughs> nice try God on that one. Oh, you want to get my dad going. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> he would fucking never build a 
bridge for the no no dad it's it's a movie it's they're just trying yeah but it didn't happen like there was, there was a bridge but it wasn't no no dad so in the avengers 3 what? we also have captain america who now has a beard parker the beard i'm gonna need five minutes to myself <laughs> it's a bloop <laughs> oh clean up on aisle me <laughs> he got such a great entrance and then did nothing the entire movie yeah, well, he beat up a couple people. He's, he's, it shows that, you know, how good of a fighter he is. But, uh, yeah, they kept saying, yeah, if anyone can do it, he can do it. I was just like, oh, he doesn't do much. Also, there's a whole lot of Captain America who really should just change his name to something else. And then I realized they don't often call him Captain America. They just call him Cap or Captain. Almost like they're ashamed of America fucking liberals and don't appreciate all the good that our culture and our heritage has done for them. Thank you for letting your dad on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, by the way, when he emerged from those shadows, you better believe my whole theater cheered and applauded. <laughs> I saw Captain America and I clapped. <laughs> it was a Friday night at a premiere of an Avengers movie. There was a lot of clapping. <laughs> was there clapping when Gamora kissed Peter Quill? I don't think so, because I think everyone at that point, because, you know, it's Alamo, it's midnight, it's a bunch of older people, they're like, all right, let's strap in. Some real shit's about to start happening real soon here. That's a good point, yeah. Everyone went in that theater knowing, I'm going to watch half of my favorite people die horribly. Yeah, well, may as well get that out there, right? Um, mm. It's it's difficult for me to go plot point by plot point. Do you want to kind of take the lead on this? Absolutely not. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, how do you want to strike well, this? Well, I, went, I went to Wikipedia, uh, and it says, In Scotland, Midnight and Glaive, Ambush, Wanda, Maximoff, and Vision, and I forgot who all four of those characters are. Uh, the two evil people, Scarlet Witch and the Purple Man, and that's when Cap shows up. Oh, her name is Scarlet Witch. I kept forgetting. I've seen all these, but you kept, I kept telling you I didn't know the difference between Scarlet Witch <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, other girl, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, and now I now I remember her name is Scarlet Witch. They kept calling her by whatever her given name was. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she they both get their asses kicked. I think I don't remember. They're about to lose, and he's like, "Oh, you just gotta kill me because I got this fancy stone in my head. Just do it. Just blow my goddamn purple brains out." And the cap shows up oh, with yeah. his friends Falcon and Black Widow, oh, who yeah. are. In this movie. Yeah, they they decide to show up and help stuff out. And they're like, no, what should we do? Oh, I've got a great idea. Let's, I, we don't want to kill our friend. That would kind of blow. So they go to Wakanda. And uh, they're able to find it. How? Uh, I'm not, oh, I guess because the Black Panther showed uh, the UN. was like, okay, we actually do have this world. It's really profitable. You just get here by going like this. So they're able to go to Wakanda, which by the way, you know, let's hear it for Wakanda, baby. You know, <laughs> I'm so happy to be back in Wakanda. I'll be honest with you. So, Parker, what happens after they go to Wakanda? Oh my God! So we start bouncing around. We got the Guardians find Thor, as you do. Now that was a really good scene. I th I think it was a really good way to show the sort of difference in humor between these two individuals or these two groups of people. You know. Yeah, good. Tell me more about how you don't think Chris Hemsworth funny. I don't tell me. I don't think Chris Hemsworth is anywhere near as funny. Um, and That's the, the contrast That's is important to me. Yes, he is absurdly good looking, but him being good looking is—it's so much funnier when it's Chris Pratt talking about how he's—he's like, he's not that good looking, or or whatever, you know, or just quit talking about how strong his muscles are, or whatever. Everyone else reacting to this guy is really funny, but the main guy who's trying to be funny 
it's it's not working. Like for example, uh, he's like, oh, if you try to wield my hammer, then you would burst into like, you know, the ether, and your mind would go insane. And uh, so Rocket says, is it weird that I want to do it even more? And that's funny. That's good. I don't need Thor with his little button on the end of the scene going, yeah, kind of weird. Like, that's not that's not funny. It's classic shit that you see in a bunch of Will Ferrell movies where the joke happens and then they have to go, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That happens so often in comedies now. It's like the punchline's there. We're done. But we got to tag on to it. Yeah, and I I don't like it. Between that and just the weird facial expressions like, Huh? Did he just really say like that shit? Oh, you can keep him. Though. I don't. I don't even feel it anymore. Well, one of the biggest ones to me is there's a scene towards the uh, middle-ish of the movie, somewhere in the second act, where Gamora and Peter Quill are talking, and Gamora says like there will be a moment at some point where I'm going to have to ask you to kill me. This is a really, really serious moment, and she makes him swear on his mother, like. Ooh, I mean, speaking to someone was... in that sort of similar sort of thing, that is huge. It is a really, really big deal, and it the way that the scene works itself is treats it with a lot of reverence. Then it does what I think Guardians does really well is it sort of tells you, hey, don't take things so seriously by having what they kiss and Drax is watching them and like they're like, how long have you been there? He says an hour, which already really funny, and then they do. A I think the worst part of the entire movie was they just dragged that joke out. Saying, like, why were you there an hour? Oh, I was just standing. I've become invisible when I don't move. Which he doesn't, and it's not close to accurate. And meanwhile, Mantis comes in, just makes the joke on longer and longer. I hate it. I hate that they do this. These movies are so not funny, and they they keep trying to be... I don't know. I could talk for a long time about how not <laughs> funny they are. I don't laugh at most of them, but... They've made like eight gorillion dollars. So you know what? That's one of those where I accept like, yeah, I'm in the minority. That's fine. Mm-hmm. These movies aren't going to be made for me because I'm not a billion kids whose parents will buy them t-shirts and toys. Mm-hmm. No, I buy my own toys because I'm an adult. I have to admit, when I... I, I one time I, I went over to my cousin's house and they're much, much younger than I am. So uh, they like the Avengers movies and they see I saw they had all these toys I was like so which one's your favorite and they said I like Iron Man and Spider-Man and Hulk and I was like no okay I don't you know whatever and I was for a while I was like how could kids be into something so stupid and uh then I realized how many children's cartoons I watch and I have to admit I kind (laughs) of I can see why a kid would say oh Tony Stark is my favorite or Iron Man's my favorite or Spider-Man's my favorite and all this other stuff I I can see why people get into this and say oh X is my favorite this does a really good job like I said I never read a comic book growing up but I grew up on enough playgrounds that I was able to sort of get the knowledge you know and just infer it and the movies do a good job of uh doing that and as a movie that seems to be like the, they call it the most ambitious crossover of all time, I think what it does so well and better than almost anything else is it acts as a really good capstone to everything that they put together for the past decade. And like I said, it works. Absolutely. Like there's so many small things being paid off. Like I've been following Tony Stark and his horrific guilt slash daddy complex for a decade now. And it just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, most of the franchises would have given up on that shit by now. They would have just recast him, like, alright, there's no more Tony Stark. Now we have Mark Wahlberg, his KDA, <sighs> and he's a cool mechanic. 
And that guy wants to fuck his hot daughter. Oh, I don't even want to think about that anymore. But they keep following through with all these things. Like they follow through with Gamora and Nebula. It's a one scene. Uh, but but that's a, the other movies. You know what? That's you, a big scene. You know about their horrible past um, together and what they've gone through together. Yeah, actually, I, I think it is worth mentioning. You say you've seen the other movies. You better have, because this is one of the movies where, and I should almost put this at the beginning, it almost requires you to watch the other movies. And you told me when you had seen it, you're like, you should probably bone up on your knowledge here, because if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, you're going to ask, why is the Hulk in outer space? And me, at first, when I saw it, I was like, I probably won't wonder why, because I'm very naive and stupid and trusting. I'll just say, <laughs> oh, he was, you know, being a hero or whatever, looking to stop someone. But there were a couple people who came in, and I was just like, who the hell is that? Like, Wong from Doctor Strange? I like that guy, yeah, even fine. though I haven't seen Doctor Strange. There's a whole lot in there, that, and there's a whole lot of them. And this is one of the things I didn't like in the movie. Talk about, oh, in my previous adventure, I've in the precious few comic books that I've seen, apparently comic book heroes do this all the time. They reference stuff, and they'll have an asterisk. It'll say, see, issue number whatever. It's like, I don't have that. How am I supposed to do this, you know? So well, Time for you to go to your local comic book shop and pick up some trade paperbacks, friend. I'm, I'm not going to ever do that. So what they do uh, is they talk about, oh, I just fought my dad. He turned into a planet, and I kept both my eyes. I'm like... Yeah, you know what? I like that, but it's not a really great line and stuff. And again, he's still talking to Thor. I hate you. Yeah. So. I just want you to know that I hate you. <laughs> well, you know, I get enough of that. But that's fine, because movies are subjective. So, you know, it's totally fine to just say things that you know will hurt me mm-hmm. during this most magical time of my life. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, he's... You're right, though. Like, you have to know who all these people are. And on one hand, I get being someone who's like... Why do I have to watch 18 movies to know what the fuck is going on? But on the other hand, I watch those movies, so I don't care if you're lost. Yeah, I would say don't pay money Me enjoying the movie, you not knowing who Wong is does not affect me sitting there and clapping my fat little hands as I shove a delicious hot pretzel in my mouth. Oh, that hot pretzel was was so good. So good. Mm. I'm a hot pretzel boy burger. (laughs) That was a big old treat boy that night. Did you get the Fancy Pants burger? I don't know, I got the Royale with cheese. Not a bad idea. Because uh, this little treat boy forgot, he still had a draft, <laughs> the Alma Draft House gift card. Oh man, I would have bought so many drinks. It was a wonderful... Oh, I would have stumbled out of there. Speaking of, my, uh, I'm going to talk about my immediate post-movie uh, feelings there, which is going to be pretty important. Um, so this uh, Thanos guy keeps getting the Infinity Stones, and this is one of the things that the movie does really well, is they show pretty decently what the stones can do and just how powerful they are like the power stone puts you on a power level equal to the hulk that's pretty strong uh and the other ones the reality stone that whole scene where he kidnaps gamora what a well done scene that was fantastic it really feels like uh like peter quill is about to kill gamora and you really don't want him to do it because they have some incredible chemistry then he turns the gun into bubbles oh great move solid solid move I don't know why Howard the Duck it's was a, in there, but, you know. It's a small detail. I hate you. But I love when the little jewel lights up every time he uses that power. Yeah, it's, that's important. It's such a small detail, but I love it so much. But as much as I liked, you know, him getting all the stones, using the power, would anyone have been upset if this movie started and he's like, all right, I've got four of them. Time to go to Earth to get the last two. Well, I, mean, I would have been confused. Be- Actually, no, I don't know that I would have. Actually, the movie would have been a lot shorter, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Get in and out. That movie was long enough, I almost ordered two hot pretzels. 
47 characters to bounce around. Yeah. And by the way, good idea to split them up and ship them off in different directions. Well, that's a very tricky uh, road to walk. Because that, th- that can backfire real bad. Yes, it can. But I think they combine the right people. Yeah, you know, they did a really good job of it. And like, I think the reason they're calling it the most ambitious crossover is because of the fact that you got so many people coming together. Whereas I think it's so ambitious because of the ending. But... which again i mean the ending is going to be a really big one but like everyone coming together in here and i can still understand who's doing this he likes him she she doesn't like her all this other stuff it works it works they even split up the guardians which i was hoping they wouldn't do and it works somehow you'd be surprised like groot hanging out with uh rocket and thor it it's totally fine by me speaking of I'm not really into teenage Groot, but there's so much less of him that I actually like him a whole lot more than I ever liked baby Groot. He does just enough in this little bit on screen. Because that's, I mean, it's perfect. Just sit there ignoring everyone talking about the fucking planet-killing god purple titan monster. This planet fucking I, I look, could not be I have to admit this right here, and I'm completely serious about it. Vin Diesel has perhaps three lines in the entire movie, and he's one of the top five actors in it just because his delivery of the first i am Groot is hilarious because it's the fucking peter brady voice crack yeah <laughs> i'm Groot. No, well no i think it's more like the way he's just so sarcastic he just says i'm Groot, and just like everyone turns around just like did you kiss your mother with that mouth or all this other stuff just being like i could turn this around right now or like that's the thing is Everyone's reaction is funny. I'm not saying cut it. But if you did, it would still be funny enough that you would be like, oh, he definitely said something dirty right there. And that is entirely Vin Diesel. Even even though they, I know they, they like, pitch-shifted his voice on there, you can still tell, like, the malice behind it and everything. And as, as lousy as I think he is as a regular actor, as a voice actor, he is astoundingly good. He crushes it in every single movie he's in as Groot. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah, especially, I mean, obviously the first one. But, like, in this one, he is he's really, really good. Again, three lines, if that, but he, he does the job. Uh, speaking of doing the job, uh, Thor has lost his hammer. He lost it to Gothcape Blanchett, which, by the way, slideshow. Um, so he needs Ooh. a new one. So he goes to, of all ideas here, and it's really not a bad one, Giant Peter Dinklage. Uh, Parker, you go ahead. Did and not it. see that coming. Yeah, I, I didn't see it either. I, someone said, "Oh, Peter Dinklage is in." It's like I thought he was in that other comic book movie. Was it the DC one or whatever? He has to. Anyways, anyway, so he's in this as okay. a giant midget, and I mean, call oh, it for what it is. And he has to make a. He has to forge a new axe. I liked him in this movie. I thought the delivery was pretty solid. It just seemed very stilted, but to be fair... I mean, mean, that's the thing, is he doesn't match a whole lot of the other characters, but I like his performance more than other characters. I think he's still very much doing, like, a Game of Thrones character. He probably filmed that alone on a soundstage in one afternoon. You are totally right. You're a thousand percent right. So, you know, what can you do? I mean, yeah. That's how you get the prequel performances. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. but I'm not saying he's that bad, but... Yeah, know, also his one... A lot of very stilted delivery in whatever deep voice he was doing. Yeah, and, well, they obviously... That's another pitch-shifting thing here, which I don't disrespect. He also had one joke, and guess what? It wasn't funny. Again. No, 
the Thor rocket off making the weapon thing is my least favorite part of the movie. You know, but the, which the, is disappointing because you know how much I love Thor. I mean, okay, here's the thing though: it went on too long. I think we can agree there. But even as long yeah. as it went, it still wasn't that long. So if that's your no. least favorite thing in the movie, overall, you're still looking at a B plus movie. You know, the fact that this movie is as long as it is is stuffed with so much, and yet felt shorter than every DC movie except Wonder Woman. Every Transformers. Oh, you're right. You're most Pirates of the Caribbeans. Like it felt. I'm not going to say breezy, but I was never sitting there going, fuck, how much? I wear my watch to the theaters a lot, and there's a lot of movies where I'm looking down and going, okay, so the trailers start last 15 minutes. That means, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that happens a lot. Okay, yeah, but to be fair, I, I think about it like this. Uh, reasons why these movies work. Uh, and this is probably going to be my central thesis as to why this is a good movie. I look at the Avengers, and a lot of people have kind of run it down, and I think I was one of them without seeing it, as saying, as, oh, it's a movie about... You don't say! Yeah, it's a movie about how important it is to work together. Um, yeah, that's that's fine and good. At least it has an idea. Avengers Age of Ultron has no message, as far as I'm concerned. This movie's it's, idea... Hey, we're going to do it again. Yeah, this... No, Infinity War... The idea behind everything in this movie, the way behind everything in the way it works, is how important love is. How important your loved ones are. Because that drives a whole lot of the major actions in here. They don't want to kill their friend uh, Jarvis because, you know, they, they, they just love him. And even though it would mean saving uh, half the universe, they're like, no, we got to find a way to save him. Peter Quill is so mad when Gamora is killed that he flips out and ruins everything. You know, another one here is when uh, when Thanos kills uh, Gamora, that immediately cemented him as, I think, pretty easily the best Marvel villain. He's my favorite villain because, OK, so I actually avoided a whole bunch of stuff going to this movie. I don't think this trailer played before anything I saw in theaters. So I knew the bare minimum. I assumed it was going to be. Purple bad guy from space is evil. Wants the stone so he can rule space. <laughs> nope. He b believes 1,000% that he is right and he's the only one brave enough to do this. Yeah, and that to me is very critical. There's a movie I really like uh, that I will make you watch at some point. I'm not going to give it away yet. Where a person yes. is in a position of power and it is made very clear early on that they entirely believe what they are doing they are not doing this for the money attention the fame the girls they are doing this because it is right it is important they believe thanos in this movie it, it, i think he made a joke about this on the justice league episode or just like he wants them to acquire power it's like no 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 there's uh there's an actual reason here it's very much like uh Kind of like Kefka in Final Fantasy VI, where he destroys the world. It's like, but again, he has a reason. He's like, no, 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 I believe this. If I kill everybody, then it means more resources for everyone. There's far less suffering. And that to me is, I wouldn't say profound, but it is interesting to see an, a, a character like this who really does care, who really does believe all this. And the scene where he sacrifices Gamora right there, the single tear that he sheds, that to me is what puts him above any other Marvel villain. Like, who else could possibly come so close? Honestly, actually, Ego's one of the better villains just because he has some sort of attachment to someone. That's the thing. You can't just be evil, you know? That, I mean, like, Loki. Loki's just a jerk, you know? Like, you can't... Or you can't be 
Ultron, who I don't even know what his deal was. This, the single tear he sheds for his daughter, where he means he actually does love her and care about her, that means so much. Where he means the, this cause, this killing half the universe, I have to do this to save the other half. And if, if and to do it, I'll sac- I will kill the one person I love. Wow. That made me actually sit there and think. By the way, not to be understated, Peter Quill's too chicken shit to shoot Gamora. They won't kill Vision. He's faced with what he has to do to do what he believes is right, and he just straight tosses her over that cliff. This is Thanos' movie. This is the movie bringing together a decade of heroes, and it is very much Thanos' movie. Yeah, and I have to admit, he does... I don't know, it was Josh Brolin's either under a lot of makeup or a lot of CGI and everything. Oh, it's all CG, and it is fucking incredible. Yeah, I gotta admit, everyone was making jokes, it's like, oh, he looks like LeVar Ball and stuff, but uh, (laughs) I I gotta tell you, actually, they did, he's the big guy from Friday. (laughs) (laughs) What you got with my Infinity Stones? (laughs) 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 They just hand him over. (laughs) <laughs> Which they actually do on a number of occasions. Uh, but the other one is about love is when Gamora... I, Nebula, blue girl, right? When Nebula is getting tortured, her screams are so piercing. And she's just like, okay, fine, I'll tell you where it is. And like, I, I just imagine all the kids in there, you know, just listening to Nebula's screams. and just like, oh, geez, that's going to be terrible. And it looks like really, really painful, too. Even though it's all fantasy, sci-fi special effects I, I mean I have to admit the the whole thing is really well done and again focusing on that love for one another not just like oh you know <laughs> you know what, what's her name uh, Scarlett Johansson really wants to kiss Bruce Banner whatever that's that wouldn't be enough oh god no. don't even fucking start yeah that's, that's... <laughs> do not get me started we will be here yeah. all night but like they have a central idea that central idea is love now similarly Parker there's a central idea behind Justice League that central idea is that they want to make as much money as the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, I, I mean, you tried dot JPEG. I, let's talk about Justice League for a little bit because we have to. Justice League came out what last year? Yeah. Yes. So feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Justice League has no real concern for itself as far as like developing an identity, you know. The entire time you made it really clear to me at some point just how much of uh, Justice League and DC in general was just copying off of Marvel. And I knew that when I saw Suicide Squad, I was like, "Oh, they're trying to do Guardians of the Galaxy sort of thing." And when I saw Justice League, they're doing what I assumed was Avengers. But boy, isn't it embarrassing? Isn't it so embarrassing that the studio executives think that they know more than a movie maker? And I have to admit, hey, it's not like Zack Snyder's a really great director over here, but come on. that Like the forced reshoots to add in other shitty jokes that just do not land. I, I could just tell right away that Justice League, it looks so much worse, so much more pathetic when you watch everything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially Avengers Infinity War. Now that you've watched both Avengers movies that Joss Whedon made, just think about those Justice League reshoots and just let all that context wash over you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and what a truly miserable pile of trash that movie. Exactly, is. everyone looks like they don't want to be there. Whereas in the Avengers movie, you, everyone looks at least besides Mark Ruffalo, everyone looks into it. Everyone's mm-hmm. just like, well, I mean, okay, fine, they know they're going to make a million dollars off of it, 
But, like, they they know that they're creating art. They know that they've got kids who are going to be chanting their names, being like, yeah, I'm like, they, they love me because I'm Black Widow. They love me because I'm, I'm Tony Stark. They, they love these movies, and you got this legion of comic book fans who are ready to defend them. For Justice League, who's who's going to do this? You got Wonder Woman. That's about that it. That is it. I mean, and I will say this, uh, for all the other movies in DC that look so much worse, like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, which all those movies look so much worse in comparison, Wonder Woman actually looks a lot better in comparison than a lot of other Marvel movies, just because that, that second act is so strong. Correct. That's one of the things that Alex... Third act. Yeah, yeah third act, I was... Now do you see, way back when, when you're like, when I said that the third <laughs> act was just something I'd seen a million times, now do you see... Yeah, they all in the same way. Yeah, they really are all basically the same. And I was just like, yeah, the special effects were nice, and you're just like, oh, buddy, <laughs> just wait. One day I'll trick you into this. I still think that she could have helped out in the fight against Thanos, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I bet she yeah. do. <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so they get Bucky back. I I like Bucky. I think as a Winter Soldier, he's he's a great character. I love Bucky. I love him so much. I don't mind that he's completely taken over like half of this franchise as a critical plot point. Sebastian Stan, as you and I both know, is very good. Yes, he is. I think his haircut's kind of stupid, but uh, I gotta admit, I also like Thor with the longer hair, but, you know, can't exactly get what I want. He fucking hated that wig so much. Did he? Oh. Yes. Poor sap. Um, you know... I, I have to admit that one of the things I don't like about the way that these movies are covered often by web shows is what they talk about. What does the future mean or what is this going to do in the future? I I got to tell you, I don't entirely know where they're going. I have a couple of ideas about what this thing's, you know, what's going on here, about what certain things mean. But I, I, I always want to talk more about does the movie succeed? I think that the score is something that a lot of people don't talk about. The score to the Avengers, the theme song, the dun, 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 that that is a really really good theme song it's almost james bond-esque i love the avengers theme but it's the only piece of orchestral music i could point out in 17 of these movies oh the, uh, the actually the black panther theme stands out but other than that actually you know the score that stands out to me it was actually the from thor ragnarok i thought it was the best thing because it sounds so sci-fi that's such a good yeah, point it, yeah it, that score is really yeah good. it sounds uh not quite cameron but it sounds more like uh in Blade Runner. It kind of sounds like a bit of a Blade Runner score there. And I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so, anyway, there, there's a lot of things that the movie succeeds at. We talked about the action. We talked about the humor. Um, as for the writing, I think the writing often ties into the humor because there are so many jokes that they try to make. And I, I guess a lot of this does come from the comic books. As far as, like, just using the action to show what is going on, I think they do a pretty decent job of that. And it's it's dramatic. They There's a lot of uh, really decent dramatic moments, and, and the lines and the delivery really work. So all the performances are good besides Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> why do you hate Mark Ruffalo? He again? sucks. I don't I don't get it. I, I don't understand why people like him in any of these movies. This dude straight up cannot act. I like that they did the inverse of the normal Hulk thing. Because the normal Hulk story is the worst. It's... Hey, God, I don't want to be the Hulk. I might I might hurt someone. You spend the whole movie showing up like, all right, I'm going to see the fucking Hulk. And you spend an hour waiting for this piece of shit to become the Hulk. And this movie, it's the opposite. The Hulk comes out in the beginning, and he's just like, nah, I ain't doing this. I ain't coming out. Because <laughs> do you have any idea how many times I've seen the same thing play out? I have to learn to control this. I have to learn how to suppress it. I have to get rid of it. No, bitch! T- 
turn green and hit things. That's a good point. That's all I want. Yeah, that's definitely true. I will say this is uh, very progressive of the Incredible Hulk to be uh, the earliest tale of the horrors of toxic masculinity. <laughs> Chris, tell me your opinions on how much you hate Doctor Strange's cape. I I don't. It's it's like the it's like the flying carpet from Aladdin. Correct. <laughs> it's a. I I was waiting for just a fucking. Well, actually, no. You didn't watch the movie. Never mind. <laughs> it's so much worse than Doctor Strange. Oh, is it? Oh, you better believe that cape is just flapping around on its own all dude all day. Huh? If you like physical comedy, I do. Which I know you do. <laughs> oh, oh shit on me, why don't you? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I like good physical comedy. Mm, I love getting physical. Not enjoy the... <laughs> Same. Can't wait to do it one day. <laughs> no, like, the thing that I uh, I like about it is he was just able to... I didn't like the intro to it. Like, because when it's just standing there and uh, Tony Stark says, Oh, who are you? And he's like, Oh, you are one piece of uh, obedient apparel or something like that. I was just like... Why, why, who is that? What is, who's invisible? What, what is, what is going, what is this? Uh, I had no idea what they were doing with it. And then I just realized, I was like, oh, I guess I can fly around now. Fucking cool, man. Whatever. Um, what I liked is he was able to tell it close around his fist. That whole sequence, that was, you, you talk about this, right? You talk about in Civil War, that airport scene. They've got like three of those in this movie. The, the whole scene know, where they're so all good. ganging up to take on Thanos and they're all doing a really good job. Brilliant. And the best part is Mantis. Again, my favorite one of the Avengers. Just coming down. Here's why I like Mantis so much. And not just because she's played by a woman who's half Korean. Because she's... Oh. Yeah. She, it's because... It's good time. It's, it's because everyone else's power, besides Ant-Man, is how can I kick someone's ass? Uh, it's it's all of that, you know? It's like, I'm strong, I, I'm fast, I, I, I can think well, I'm, I use all these badass martial arts, I have a shield. It's all that stuff is about attacking. where Or, I guess, and where the shield is defending. Whereas with her, it's this other sort of thing it's not like oh she's the healer it's no 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 it's it's about changing someone's mind or someone's mood getting to know someone a little bit better you know that to me is so much more fascinating it's I, okay fine it's a utility but what a great utility I, I i just really think that that is an element that isn't used anywhere near enough in the series but if it was overused it would change the entire outlook of the series i again i really really like her i like her power more than anyone else's but she doesn't turn big and green and punch people oh thank goodness for it i don't understand she doesn't throw punches she doesn't have magic lasers what's the point I didn't come to these movies to think or have feelings. <laughs> well, the movie does a really good job of giving you feelings, you know? Like, when, boy. When, boy, did it And ever. not even with the ending. Like I told you, love is so central over here. The more I think about it, the more I have to realize this is an actual good movie. And not just, well, it's good for an Avengers movie or yes, good for Marvel. I've done it. No, 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 no. Okay, I've it actually it. has heart, okay? All these characters who are very clearly love each other, you know? When they're talking about, uh, you know... Iron Man versus uh, Captain America. You know, let's go back to the Mr. Rogers trailer. Love guides all things on Earth. Love or the lack of it. And that is so critical to these things, you know? That's why it's like, it was like, yo, this powerful God man is coming up to destroy the Earth. You call up Captain America, it's like, 
I don't know. He's like, no, 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 the powerful guy. He's like, and just the way he says, there is a lot going on. You wouldn't understand. Just the way he says you wouldn't understand just means that, like, boy, there is a lot of really bad blood between these guys. And I, I kind of have to respect the way that they do these little things. Yeah, I mean, the movie ends. They still haven't reunited. Iron Man's still stuck on fucking planet Titan out in the middle of nowhere and Cap's on Earth. Like, they still have not cross paths and be like hey sorry about no when he killed your mom and dad and all that mm-hmm. like the last time they spoke to each other tony stark was trying to murder steve's best friend like dead ass trying to kill him dead that was the last time the two faces of this massive franchise were like in contact with each other well parker i love long-term stakes parker it's that time Spoilers. we have to uh we gotta talk about it oh dear so I knew coming in some shit was going to go down and not just because of the spoilers that I read online because what did I care? It's just an Avengers movie. Uh, it was more so the fact that this these movies have been out for a fucking decade now. You really have to have some very high stakes if you want me to be if you want me to give uh, Avengers 3 a grade above a C plus. You cannot give me another Age of Ultron. I need stakes here. And you can't just kill off a minor character. This has to be someone I give a shit about. Like, they killed off Quicksilver in one of those. Who? You know? Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Oh, I guess he got him. Some reminder, that was... I think it was the same year that X-Men put out a movie that also had their own Quicksilver. In yeah. It. Di- oh, yeah. Didn't... There's another one. And it's like, I think in the first Avengers, they killed off that, uh, what, the FBI agent? Or the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? That, uh, oh, yeah. But then he came back in the TV show. Oh, uh, which, by the way, not going to watch. Um, I will never watch an episode of Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. That's my promise. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it was like when he died, everyone was like acting like it was a big deal, dude. I could I not possibly care. Could not. <laughs> the fucking weird internet fandom around that dude, I will never understand. Yeah, he was actually the worst part of Avengers. Everyone was like, "How oh, he do yeah, not?" Everyone care was like, him. "Yeah, gotta bring him back." I was like, "He wasn't even supposed to have any lines." I understand he guys he had chemistry, but like, who is this guy? But in this, I was like, "You're gonna have to kill off a lot of people." Um, they do. Uh, I did not expect this movie to end with the snap. I'll be honest. No, that that being done, uh, you you spoiled that they were going to rip the Infinity Stone out of that guy's mind. I didn't know it was going to be that brutal. <laughs> Another thing, I was like, it'd be really cool if this happened, but I don't know if they'll do it. Uh, boy, I, I could can imagine the kids screaming during that. The fact that she had to just slowly murder him just to watch it get undone and watch him die again, except more gruesome Ooh. this time. Just ripped right out of his fucking head with no regard. Just tossed aside. And that's the thing is they... I mean, I don't know that they won the Battle of Wakanda. I guess we're going to call it that. Uh, but they keep losing the Affinity Stones. They keep sucking at their jobs. And they, they realize they're losing people more and more. And then he has all of them. And you realize it's like, oh my god, that Time Stone gives him so much power. You know? And, and the Reality Stone gives him so much power. And all this stuff gives him so much power. He is just basically unstoppable. And then he really does kill half the universe. This is, again, Final Fantasy VI. Kafka kills, you know, the world. Same thing happens here. When you start losing people, when people start dissipating into the ether, you can just hear a pin drop in the theater. And this is one of the things the movie does so well is the the noise. you, You know, I'm very much an audio guy. The music's gone now. Thank goodness. If you play any musical note here, it kills the mood. And it's it's just the sound effects of people turning into dust. And... Boy, does that go a long way. And it's just people being shocked that this is happening to them. 
wow, it works so well. And as someone whose favorite character is Bucky, <laughs> his last word is just going, Steve? Then just disappearing. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to go lie down, y'all. Uh, that, I wasn't ready to have this. See, that's that's the thing is uh, at first when Bucky went, I was like, <laughs> I seriously, I was like, oh, no, not my favorite character. And then Peter Quill dies. So I was like, oh, no, my real favorite character. And then Mantis dies. So, and I, I slammed my hands. I was like, no, OK, that's going too far. And <laughs> that's when I... Just take my heart while you're at it, you monster. <laughs> That's the thing is, there's a number of people who are dead. We know Gamora's dead. We know uh, Bucky's dead. Uh, Black Black Panther is dead. Groot's dead. Boy, do you think uh, after Black Panther came out in theaters, they were just sitting around that computer going, "Oh fuck, can we? How far into the? No, oh, we're already almost done. Uh-oh. No, we're done shooting the fourth Uh-oh. one. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, can we go back and put po- no? Uh, what if what if we just give Okoye the armor and then we can have a Black Panther? Mm-hmm. What if we, guys, we fucked up. So, uh, which girl is dead? Uh, the Russian wish is dead. Um, uh, Falcon is dead. I had to look up who that was. Uh, Mantis, Drax, Quill, uh, Doctor Strange is dead. Who I really that's going to be a tough one. But here's the last one who died. And this is what made me realize exactly what was going on and actually kind of ruined the stakes for me somewhat. They killed Peter Parker. They sure did. Now, and that was a big scene in the movie. That's the one everyone talks about because it's a really sad one and he realizes what's happening. He goes to Tony Stark like the father he never had and he's scared to die. And he just dissipates what this one they're making all the memes about. And I respect that. I respect the memes, Parker. If anything, let's... I always respect memes. I will fight... Should meme. really be the header on terribleblock.net. Now, I'll work on yeah, that. See, as soon as he died, though, and more importantly, as soon as Tony Stark lived, I knew, okay, next one, they're bringing them all back. Not a single one will be left to actually die. In fact, they're probably going to bring back Gamora from the Soul Stone thing. Most you likely. know what? Because, I mean, I assumed that before I walked into this. Movie. I mean, there's that <laughs> you knew that would happen. I did not know that was going to happen. I assumed that any that it could most of it would end up being undone. When he just pulls a Mishima on her, I was uh, whoa, I was like, oh, Beavis, <laughs> you know, uh, she's not fit to run a Thanos cybot, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good. So, like, it's an age thing, though. Tony, you told me, I was like, oh, this is the last one he was under contract for? This one? Or another one? Um, I mean, he's been last one under contract. Like, If you had told time. me that this was the last one he was under contract for and his character died, I would have been like, oh my god, they might actually stay dead this time. Like, Oh, I 1 million percent believe he is sacrificing himself in part 4. Every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of wants out of this, which is a shame. He's good at his role. He's probably just sick of saying these stupid one-liners. Uh, but fucking call him Squidward. I mean, he gets paid like unbelievable hun- hundreds he, of millions. At this, at this point, point, who is like, he's? He's fine. people make a joke like who's richer, Tony Stark or Elon Musk? No, no, no. Who's richer, Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> Like I, he literally made hundreds of millions of dollars just for these two events. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. By themselves. See, I mean, the the thing that really gets me is the other one is uh, when Peter Parker dies. It's like you know what? you're not going to kill off a young, you know, aspiring star here. You're going to have a bunch more movies with him. The other one is like when I saw T'Challa die, I was like, 
line, no, he's coming back. They're making a Black yeah. Panther too. I mean, fucking forget it. I mean, but to be fair, when I watched Empire Strikes Back, I don't watch it going, well, obviously Han's going to come back and Luke's not going to go to the dark side. Like, that, the ending of that movie still works on its own as part of the larger story. Well, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, that's a, that's a good one to compare it to, because that's actually exactly what I thought of, was a 1980s Star Wars movie. I... I what, what, yeah. what have you done to me? What's that? <laughs> yeah. You were watching Infinity War. You're thinking about Star Wars, huh, Frank? Yeah, cross-branding. So, uh, <laughs> the thing is, like, the ending of Empire Strikes Back is, oh, shit, everything we fought for totally got fucked. Everything is screwed up now. We've got almost no hope. But it still ends with the upbeat music, and everyone puts their arm around each other saying, no, we're going to be back. We're going to fight. We're going to see the best that we can do. It's a very happy ending for everything going wrong. And that's one of the things that makes Empire Strikes Back the best Star Wars movie. And in this one, no, they're, they're all dead. I mean, or half of them are dead. And the ones who are alive are the ones who aren't really as good. They have uh, Bruce Banner, who's not very good at changing into the Hulk. You got a little rabbit, sorry, raccoon. Uh, tra- trash cat, I guess. Thor's around for what good that is, uh, okay. and uh, the, what's his name? The uh, oh yeah, Tony Stark. It's basically, the original Avengers, and then like two or three. And Scarlett Johansson for what that's going to be worth. Original Avengers. How baby. in the world is she going to do anything to actually? Sidebar, and we're still recording this because this is important. Suicide Squad? Really? You're going to assemble this team of the girl who's good with the bed? She's going to take on Thanos? I mean, you're not wrong. Boomerang Man is going to take on Thanos. Yeah, it kind of makes that movie sound a lot dumber now. <laughs> yeah. As if the premise wasn't shitty We've enough. assembled them. You just the have this direct parallel. I fucking hate that movie oh, so yeah, much. Oh, yeah, he would just... Yeah, I mean, we kept talking about how we're going to meet up, record a commentary. I think that's like, if I was down there for two days, we'd record eight commentaries, just not even sleeping, just back to back. Correct. But we, we couldn't do one about... <gasps> Movie sleepover! <laughs> but that's the thing is, we couldn't do one for Suicide Squad. Because it would just be me screaming the entire time. I fucking hate I that movie, dude. I love that experience. <laughs> oh, look at this fucking guy. It's like, yeah, I would just be Bill Burr the entire time. <laughs> This fucking guy. It's like, oh, this fucking guy. It's like, oh, I gotta wear the booty shorts on the lady. So, yeah. So, like I said, everyone is dead in this movie, and they're not coming back. And, and it is kind of a perfect. You can kind of. It is a very good ending because then it just cuts to uh, Josh Brolin looking out over everything that he's done, and he has a self-satisfied smile. He is the hero of his own story, and he persevered. Everyone told him he was wrong, but he knew deep down he was right, and he was brave enough and strong enough to do it. He won. He is the hero of Infinity War. You know what? I mean, this is a movie all about failure, so it's how it had to end. You guys all fucked up. Like, four different people had opportunities to just break these stones. You all fucked up, and that's the lesson. Sometimes you'll know you're right, you'll do the best you can, you do everything right, but you still fail. That's life. Suck Yeah. And you know how I talk about with horror movies, like my post-movie experience is sometimes just as important as the movie itself. Like, uh, Josh watched A Quiet Place, and he said it was not as masterful as as, uh, he thought it would be. And I I was like, okay, we disagree on that, but he still appreciated some things. He actually had a really interesting take, where he called the movie more sad than scary. 
uh, it was like when she steps on that nail and then she has to give birth, I just felt bad for her. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. I probably should have. The reason I bring up A Quiet Place is that the post-movie experience where I'm walking through my house, I realize just how much noise I make. Uh, that's really like something that makes you think. When I walked out of Avengers 3, and I did not wait for the post-grad scene because fuck it, I got places to be. I, You're fine. It wouldn't have made I any walked sense out to you, I and promise. This, it was, I was in this busy shopping center. It's called One Loud, and I got to bring you sometime if you're ever in the area. And it, it seemed so much quieter. There was almost no one walking around. And my heart just sank. I was just like, oh my God. I just, I sat through an experience. That movie was really heavy. I mean, the fact that this movie... Like, even if it wasn't this good, even if it was, as you were saying, like, a little better than Age of Ultron, that would still be, like, a humongous success if you think about it. Like, the fact that this movie exists after a decade and is as good as it is, how the fuck? Imagine! Imagine if this had been Justice League. <laughs> it would, like, no I one would keep ever coming forget back it. To it, it. Would be, it would be one of the biggest failures of all time. Could you imagine... 18 wins and then getting to the biggest stage of all and losing could you imagine that feeling i mean that's the thing is i was kind of predicting it i was when i heard there's another avengers movie after seeing age of ultron i was just like boy they're gonna have to kill half the universe if they're gonna oh yeah (laughs) even i who is who this movie is made for i don't think i wouldn't say i got like excited and like you know like really into it until the day of at work i was like oh i get to go tonight this is gonna be awesome <laughs> like i think i watched the first trailer when it came out because obviously i did that's the only one i saw i wasn't following any of this i was trying to temper my expectations because i can only be hurt so many times i gotta please. admit i walked into this movie and as soon as the lights dimmed i said i think pretty audibly all right let's get this over with Let's yeah, do this. and it's power wow, I had no idea it was going to be this good. And again, it really the fact that it has an emotional core, that is what really drives this movie to be better than it ought to be. And th- again, that's me giving this movie a very sincere compliment. Now, the other thing is like again, it's like there's still an impact. You could have put up in big white letters that say, "Don't worry, the Avengers will be back. We'll pr- find a way to bring them back. They make too much money for us to let them die." Uh, honestly, I still would have felt like what a, sh- a shock to the system to see that all these beloved characters die. Yeah, because you and I know there's going to be a Spider-Man too, but the the little kids that are ten years old wearing a Spider-Man hoodie, he does not know that. He does not have the meta knowledge that they're working on a sequel to Black Panther. He just knows that Spider-Man's really funny and he loves watching him, and he just turned to ash in Iron Man's hands. Yeah, uh, that's what that kid knows. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, a uh, couple final thoughts on here. Movie's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's pretty, yeah, good. it's pretty good. So It's Josh Brolin guy. I can't wait to see him in more comic book movies. Such as Jonah Hex 2. So, <laughs> oh, buddy. DC, he's going to be part of the Justice League, I tell you what. <laughs> it's awesome that you don't remember he's the villain in Deadpool 2. It pleases me oh, greatly. Oh, I did forget that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this. Uh, another thing that uh, comes up here is this is the least favorite part of uh, any uh, comic book movie discussion. But what about the future? What are they going to do? Obviously, they're going to bring these characters back. Like, don't fuck around with me. But 
how are they going to defeat a guy like Thanos who has all this power? If it's if it's going to be some sort of stupid MacGuffin or some sort of stupid like weakness in his glove or something like that, it's going to be absurd. I because I like the thing where they were all teaming up to try to take it off his hand. That was really good, you know. Yeah, this is a rare case where like, okay, this was originally pitched years and years ago as Infinity War Part One and Part Two. And then they went back later when the Rooster Brothers joined on. They're like, "No, nah, they're separate movies." Yeah, they're not. Like, this is clearly a part one. It feels like a whole movie, but it definitely feels like the two towers. They're like, "Okay, we wrap some things up, but there's still a lot going on mm-hmm. here." If Avengers Four does not conclude this in a satisfying way, it is going to make me like this movie less. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. If, if all this ends on some stupid horseshit, or they. Don't give me more of what I'm looking for. If Captain America doesn't do anything, if we don't get more of Thanos' past, like I'm gonna enjoy this a lot. One less. of the other things that I I need the the next Avengers movie to do, like it's actually important here, is that you have to show some way that half the universe is dead. You can't just show your heroes dissipating into the ether. You have to show everyone else because it's one of the things that Justice League swung and missed was showing that these people are heroes. You need to be saving people. So what they did two things in Justice League where they were trying to show how much they, they save people is oh my that, God, that my stupid super. Russian family that they did. Jesus. And I was just like, that's it? And then they have Superman saving that uh, entire building. Here's the problem. I never saw a single person's face in that building. I'm not saying I need that guy uh, to save him from boiling acid, you know? But when you... Like, actually, you know what? The Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man movies do a great job of showing... Yes, he really is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and he saves everybody. That's a big fucking deal. Uh, You know, Guardians of the Galaxy. What a great job. Because at that final dance-off that they used to win the uh, the day, there's a bunch of people around them showing all those people who will die if not for uh, Peter Quill's dance-off. That, I mean, that shows they are heroes. They save other people. Wonder Woman does the same thing. You have to show them saving other people. So if I'm doing Avengers 4, I'm showing just how empty much of the world is and just how miserable people are that they've lost all these other people. Two things here. Mm-hmm. First of all, you get a teensy bit of that in the post credit scene. Oh, I didn't watch it. It's Nick Fury and the agent for the Avengers driving around, and all of a sudden, helicopters start crashing. Like, a car comes careening in front of them. They get out, and the car's empty. Careering. Like, they're starting to feel like, oh, it's shit, it's fucked. And then... It's careering. Careening is when you're bouncing off things. Careering is when you go down the... Sorry, go ahead. You know what? No, I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, you get a small taste of that, and then it teases a movie that you have no idea yeah. about. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But if I'm making Avengers 4, which I'm not because my ideas are trash, it is either opening with some left-behind fucking post-rapture shit with the world in chaos, or it's a flashback of Thanos on his home planet trying to pitch the, hey, everything's fucked. We need to kill some people. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I want more Thanos, and I really do believe that since they whittled down the cast so much... We're going to get more Thanos' backstory and a more more character stuff, not just set piece to set piece to set piece. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I definitely would like more of him. But again, I don't like speculating. It's like, oh, what's this going to be? What new hero are we going to see? That being said, there are two Marvel movies uh, slated to release. That next. new hero's name is Captain Marvel. There is... And she's going to save the day. Whoa, 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 whoa. She? <laughs> Do you have any idea how excited I am? For all these nerds to find out that the most powerful person in the MCU is a woman. 
I'm gonna. I didn't know it. that she was the most powerful. I don't know anything about this individual. All you need to know is that it's Brie Larson in space. Who's Brie Larson? So I'm in. Uh-huh. How, how dare you? Brie. If you didn't just have a complete emotional breakdown while watching Room, I don't know what to tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, good point. She was also there in Kong Skull Island. Oh. You know, just. Oh, that's right. There. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Good characters. She's going to be Captain Marvel, huh? They couldn't just give a squirrel girl? That, that, Phase four, baby. <laughs> I, I honestly, they got to do it at some point. I could have sworn they were. I'm going down this rabbit hole. Let's do this. I, I googled Squirrel Girl. I just, I see her, and I'm just like, yeah, come on, you could totally do that. It's a great idea. I'm in. Oh, dude, wait a second. Do you think? Okay, so the main reason I bring this up that they're doing two movies in between. Uh, Avengers 3 and Avengers 4 is they're also doing Ant-Man and the Wasp which looks fun I don't know how he and the Wasp will be able to stop Thanos Captain Marvel if she's really as powerful as you say she is as you say she is then uh, yeah that could be really helpful you know but I was like she is I was like yeah it was like you you know we're going to need more movies in here it's like how are you going to do it though because everyone's dead you know it's going to be really really tough to do but that that you know what it's going to do it's going to be a little bit more than just uh than just oh look how powerful she is this is going to be a bit of a test for marvel can you stand up to a legitimate challenger from dc because wonder woman was a great movie and it wasn't just great because the you know the content was good it was good because the reaction everyone was talking about oh finally a superhero movie with a woman we're like, oh, but we've got a couple of those, actually. No, 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 a good one. No, but <laughs> one that you actually want to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's not Tank Girl this time, we swear. So, I have to admit, and the thing is, the, the important thing is it ended up, you know, in a good movie, you know. So, I, I like it a lot. Uh, so, this one, they, I think Captain Marvel is going to be kind of like their answer. Can you imagine if it comes out like the same year as Wonder Woman 2? I mean. Just a few days after, would that not be the most diabolical move? <laughs> be such a deliciously unnecessary fuck you that's what they did with uh okay so story time uh remember that was a really shitty animated movie the swan princess i mean remember when batman v superman and civil war were supposed to come out in the same month because that was supposed to happen for a very long oh, yeah. time well think about do you, do you remember the animated movie the swan princess vaguely uh let me let me look it up because I am going somewhere with this. Hang on, the Swan Princess. We have to take a detour from this children's movie to talk about a children's movie. That's, that's true. Um, 1994. Oh, geez, 1994, and it came out in November. And what did Disney decide to release at the exact same moment that they thought that they thought they had a challenger? The Lion King. Oh, gee, that is. That's that company cool. is a monster. They don't give it. So shit. again, if you release Captain Marvel the same, like just a week after, or even a week before Wonder Woman two, oh, <laughs> that's such an unnecessary. That would be so really rude. <laughs> now, the other thing that you mentioned here, and I think this is important, is that these are children's movies. They are children's movies with explosions, but children's movies can be really good. You know. Actually, you know, they're not even children. You know, that's unfair. I'm going to call it a family movie. This is a, You take the whole family to see it, and they talk about, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this girl, I don't like this girl, whatever. These are family movies. They're good fun for the whole family. And uh, I just, I, I think that they are pretty good. 
not not excellent, but pretty good. I wouldn't put like as much as I like to play the role of being, you know, who I am. I wouldn't put any of these movies as my favorites ever, but they could. They're never gonna be. They're gonna be on in the background and be like, "Oh God, turn this shit off! I can't today." Like they are perfectly fine filler movies. I'll keep seeing them when they come out because they're usually reasonably entertaining enough. And you know what? That's fine. Sometimes it's a hundred degrees in Texas, and you just want to be inside with AC for two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. No. Sometimes you'll sit through Jurassic World two just because you have nothing better to do. Uh, I can't imagine that feeling. Because Parker, what I do is I watch good movies. I also win bets, and when I win oh, bets, yeah, it. it's the shit. it's the post credit scene for us here. Shit, Parker, damn it. the Boston Bruins, peace be upon them, have beat the dirty cheater, cheaters from uh, Toronto, and uh, that means I get to assign a movie to you. Now, this is a tough one. Because I've got two movies immediately lined up here. Uh, and I'm going to give you the option here. Because what you did to me is you assigned me one movie that was horrendous and one movie that was really good. And you did something that I really liked. You said, these movies are interesting. And I want your take on this. Same thing goes here. All right, I am not trying to get over the top. I want to assign you... Uh, a movie that will make you somewhat interested. So I'm going to give you option A or option B. I've got my two hands here. Pick option A or option B. Okay. I'm going to go with option A. Okay, you are going to watch, good news, you already have it, 1979's The Warriors. Glorious. Yeah, that, see, you lucked out. I am, I am a merciful god. Oh god, you're not going to tell me what option B is, are you? Well, not till next week. Oh god damn no. it. <laughs> It's not going to be good, is it? No, it, it, I think it is. I think, look, you might come away saying, oh, that movie was pretty fucking stupid, but I think you'll at least be able to find one good thing about Option B when you get to it. But What year is Option 1973. B? 1973. Son of a 1973. Bitch. How dare you. That's good. It, you, 1973 in the film. I happen, we'll see if I, can I happen to this love this movie. I'm probably going to write about it at some point. But uh, anyway... Yeah, the Warriors. I think you're oh. gonna like it. <laughs> what is next? I'm gonna suss out this movie. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. List of American films. No, no, that's a trick. No, it. <laughs> oh, last Tango in Paris. Any last thoughts before we stop recording here? Congratulations, DC. Marvel is dark and gritty better than you do. <laughs> Pack it up. Start over. Sometimes your bright, colorful comic book ending, or your your bright, colorful comic book movie for children with snappy comebacks and everything, ends with half of your favorite characters dying, the other half stratified with no hope against an invincible godman who's very happy to destroy humanity. Hey, Chris, may the twenty fifth be with you, but you won't be going solo to this Star Wars story. Wow.